Welcome back to JRoot Radio 97.5 FM. This is Shia Horowitz with Creating a Better World. We've been speaking now for years about the Jewish story and the tremendous impact it has had upon the world to make this world a better place. This story began on the eve of Passover, thousands of years ago, as our ancestors left their bondage, the house of slavery, the place where they suffered and endured so much, but their eyes were focused on the future, not on the past. They were looking at the chosen land, the land of Israel, the one place upon earth which God designated for a specific people, His people. They always remembered their home of bondage. They never forgot their suffering in the past. They learned to be kinder to others. And to be more compassionate to others. Because they remembered what it felt like to be hurt and broken. They went out because God chose to take them out. They left the way no other people in the world's history ever left. I had a boy in my class. Let me name him. His name is Chaim Weber. And he asked me the following question. That what is so unique about Yetzirah Mitzrayim? What is so unique that we remember it three times a day? Why do we refuse to forget it? And what is the central theme of Pesach. Now there is a Pesach in Pasha verse Hanan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says as follows, Oihaniso elikim lovoi, lokachas loi goi mikerev goi, bimasois, beoisois, bimoifsim, ubimilchome, what God is telling us here is has God ever taken out a nation from within a nation throughout history Many people have been enslaved. Many people have enslaved other people. Unfortunately, human beings are corrupt. And they rejoice in power. They seek, they desire, and they lust control. They desire for others to be below them. For others to need them. For others 
to obey them. For others to be subordinate to them. And that is the entire story of history of humanity. People oppressing people. Yet usually, Usually HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits and he hides. He looks at the windows. He peeks through the cracks. But who stands, he stands behind the door. He stands behind the curtain. He doesn't directly involve himself to redeem from the, those who oppress them. But there was one time in history when God intervened directly. He said, I will not let the suffering continue. I will not let the bondage continue. These people are my people. Shira shirim It was a moment of a kiss, of an embrace, of a bondage between man and God as the chosen people kissed their Creator. The Creator kissed them back the way Shleima Melech describes in Shira Shirim. And an eternal bondage was created by the eternal God with the eternal people. This is the greatest moment in the entire history of humanity. The moment that God who created humanity embraced humanity and humanity who so many times in history showed its back to God finally kissed towards heaven. And we stayed in an eternal embrace. We will take a short break. We will be back momentarily. You can text us live at 
Welcome back to JRoot Radio 97.5 FM. This is Shia Horovitz with Creating a Better World. Pesach night, as the Jewish people united with God for the first time, and they walked through the desert holding hand in hand. It was a moment, a unique moment of his galus elikis. It was a unique moment where a people who were so oppressed, who suffered so much, suddenly reached for the skies beyond the stars. The idea of a people enslaved, who had no free will, no time of their own, no choice, no liberties, whose children were snatched away young and taken to work, who could have been subjected to any form of labor for zero payment, who toiled the earth so that the masters could eat. For 210 years, these people suffered untold oppression. And then suddenly, they bonded with God, and in Him they found liberty. As he held them tight and lifted them out from the depth of suffering and created the beautiful nation called Claudius Royal.
There are so many things we discuss every Passover. There are so many things we sit down with our children at the Seder table and we speak about. But yet many people have a minig that Passover at night they say the Shir Hashirim because the Shir Hashirim represents the depth of the love between Klal Yisrael and its creator. The words are so beautiful. It literally sings by itself. Our love of God is better than good wine. It is something we miss. It is something we search for. It is something we were prepared to suffer for. And we know that we know that behind our door stands God. We know He is Mashkiach Minachalainois. He looks into our windows because He cares. Maitzitz Minacharakim, He peeks through the cracks. I spoke to a Manal of a certain yeshiva. And the Manal told me that he once had a child from divorced parents. And only the mother had custody. The father had no custody on the child. And it was illegal for him to make contact with the child. And one day the father came to Cheder. And he knocked into the Manal's office. And he told him. I know that legally I'm not allowed to look and have contact with my child. However, I beg you, take me to his classroom. Let me see him. Let me see him through a crack. Let me see him through a window. I just want to see my child who I love so much. And although the law stands between me and my child, my love is greater and more powerful than any force in the world. And therefore the father just wanted a glimpse of his child. Just to see him, if only for a moment. And to savor the moment. To pack it up and take it with him wherever he goes. Pesach by night was a moment of bondage. It was one short moment where the heavens opened up. The skies revealed. The beauty of creation was evident. Humans and God walked the same path. Held each other's hand. Embraced in each other's warmth. Found comfort in each other's love. It is that moment that God packed up in his case and he opens it up every year as he cherishes it. And we too do the same. Every year Yidalad Nissen 
at night, we open up our album, and we look at that picture, that moment when man and God bonded, that moment when creation revealed, the moment when the angels paused to notice a marriage, a covenant forming between God and one of His creations, the so-called chosen people. We will take a short break and be back momentarily. If you want to text the show, you can do so at As we prepare for this special day, we must realize the uniqueness of our people. The uniqueness of our people can be seen so many ways, and yet it is most evident in the way the Jews left the land. And 
there was not much hatred, not much, there wasn't much hatred, there wasn't that much, let's say like this, when they thought about Egypt, what they thought about was, the, thank you so much. They thought about not hating another person. They saw how hard it is when you are being hated. And they said, you know what, we won't do the same. And... And, you know what, I'm going to take a short break, I'll be back momentarily. would like to read a chapter from a speech given by Yitzchok Rabin, the Israeli Prime Minister, prior to being Prime Minister, after winning the Six-Day War, and I will open quote now, tell me if this doesn't shock you to the core, he says as follows, war is intrinsically harsh and cruel, bloody and tear-stained. But this war in particular, which we have just undergone, brought forth rare and magnificent instances of heroism and courage, together with humane expression of brotherhood, comradeship and spiritual greatness. Whoever has not seen a tank crew continue their attack with their commander killed and their vehicle badly damaged, whoever has not seen soldiers endangering their lives to extricate wounded comrades from a minefield, whoever has not seen the anxiety and the effort of the entire air force devoted to rescuing a pilot who has fallen in enemy territory, cannot know the meaning of devotion among comrades in arms. What Yitzchak Rabin saw was a unique perspective of soldiers. Unlike any army in the world, the Jew never fights for himself, but he fights for his family, and the Jewish people are his family. And therefore he will take 
extreme, extreme risks on his own personal life in order to save a brother and a sister in this sense another Jew. He continues, The entire nation was exalted and many wept upon hearing the news of the capture of the old city of Jerusalem. Our Sabra youth, and most certainly our soldiers, do not tend toward sentimentality and shy away from revealing it in public. However, the strain of battle, the anxiety which preceded it, and the sense of salvation and of direct participation of every soldier in the forging of the heart of Jewish history, cracked the shell of hardness and shyness, and released wellsprings of deeply felt spiritual emotion. The paratroopers who conquered the Wailing Wall, leaned against its stones and wept. As a symbol, this was a rare occasion, almost unparalleled in human history. Such phrases and cliches are not generally used in the IDF. But this sight on the Temple Mount, beyond the power of words, revealed as though by a flash of lightning, a deep truth. Yitzchak Rabin noticed that the Jewish people the Jewish people, when they won the Six-Day War, when they had the victory by the Kaisel, by the Wailing Wall, they didn't act like regular soldiers. They broke down in tears. They knew they are part of Jewish history. They knew they're not just fighting another battle. Rather, they're fighting a defining battle. A battle which defines the Jewish people. Because a battle when a Jew risks his life to save another Jew. That is a Jewish battle. And that is the only battle a Jew has ever fought. He has only fought in self-defense to save another Jew. Then he continues. And more than this. The joy of triumph seized the entire nation. Nevertheless, we find increasingly a strange phenomenon among our fighters. Their joy is not total, and more than a little sorrow and shock permeates the celebration. There are those who do not celebrate at all. So, he divided it in three parts. He says, Am Yisrael is excited. But most of the soldiers have a tinge of sorrow, of shock, and sadness within the celebration. And yet a third group cannot celebrate at all. The warriors in the front lines witnessed not only the glory of victory, but also its price. 
their comrades who fell besides them bleeding. So there is a certain difficulty for a Jew to celebrate and to be happy when he sees another Jew in pain. Although the reason of joy is an historical event unparalleled in modern times. And then he continues with a profound message. And I know that the terrible price paid by our enemies also touched the hurts of many of our men deeply. I repeat, and I know that the terrible price paid by our enemies also touched the hearts of many of our men deeply. The soldiers fought. They won the war. They worked hard. And yet they couldn't be completely happy. You know why? Because they saw an enemy suffer. They saw an Arab soldier in pain. And that limited his excitement. How crazy and outstanding is it? When you have a group of soldiers going out to fight Arabs. And when they win the war and the Arabs lose. The Jew is not completely happy. You know why? Because someone paid the price for him winning the war. This is Yitzchak Rabin who was not a firm Jew. He was so soaked in with Jewish tradition. That he realized... How difficult it is for a Jew to rejoice while his enemy suffers. And let me share with you a beautiful thought from the Avudraham. The Avudraham asks the question, Why when we say dom, tzifadeya, kinim, do we spill a little wine from the becher, from the cup? Why do we tilt the cup and let a little grape juice fall from the becher. From the kois. Says the Avudraham. The little grape juice that falls. Or the little wine that falls from the kois. Falls in the shape of a teardrop. Because a Jew cries. That the Egyptians had to pay this heavy price. In order for us to be redeemed. We would much rather live our life in happiness without others having to suffer for our happiness. Israel today stands isolated and alone. The way the Bible said so many years ago, Hein om levodod yishkoin ubagoyim lo yishashov The Jewish people were always a lonely people. They always had few friends. And the fight in Israel is extremely difficult. We're surrounded by sub-human beings. Rather by non-human beings. People who blow themselves up in order to kill others. The fight that the IDF must fight today is a nearly impossible task to eliminate the terrorist without hurting the civilian. And yet he does so 
like no other army in the world does. Israel is the most precise army in targeting only the militants and leaving the civilians alive. That is because human beings, according to Jews, deserve life. All human beings. We never ever ever differentiate between one human being and another. We believe that all life is holy and all life must be sanctified. And the IDF has done a job which no other nation in the world has done. Now some people are texting me about all the different things that United Nations talks about Israel. But to be... To tell you the truth, I don't really care. I don't care what Europe says. I don't care what United Nations says. I like the answer Menachem Begin gave. Menachem Begin says he too doesn't care what the world says. Because God told him that the world won't care about Israel. God told him, Hain Om Levadad Yishkain. But the same God who said, Hain Om Levadad Yishkain, also said, You have one friend in heaven. We will be back momentarily.
I thank you all for listening today and take a moment to read the Agoda. Take a moment to read the Song of Songs, Shia Shirem. Realize how beautiful it is. Take a moment to focus on the Jewish people and realize who we are and how proud we can be of being part of this great nation. Share it with your children. Share with them and tell them how much God loves us and how much we love God. And looking forward to welcome you back next week. Let's go, 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 let's go
Never be afraid. Never be afraid. Never be afraid. 
Good day, everybody. Parents Bianca reporting. Parents Bianca news and commentary. The U.S. is talking with Israel about the possibility of releasing convicted spy Jonathan Pollard from prison early. This is a breakthrough. A person familiar with Mideast peace negotiations said today that would come in exchange for Israeli concessions that would allow faltering peace talks with the Palestinians to continue beyond the end of April deadline. The person cautioned that such a step by the U.S., which would be a dramatic turnaround from previous refusals, was far from a done deal, and that the discussions with Israel matter are going to continue. But this is something which could mean a tremendous, tremendous breakthrough. We'll keep you posted on that. Alternate side of the street parking, that might be less of a problem in New York. For drivers, if a new bill gets through City Hall, current laws ban parking for a time that uh, will clear the way for street cleaners, but... According to Manhattan Councilman Yadonis Rodriguez, who has introduced legislation that would allow cars to park legally once again after the street sweepers pass by, they're on the way to the end of the normal period. That's something that uh, every New Yorker would certainly appreciate. Well, one thing I can tell you one New Yorker appreciated was in Borough Park. A van went into a sinkhole. Boom. Guy comes back, 39th Street, New Utrecht Avenue in Borough Park, and... Uh, he saw that his van had sunk into the pavement. A sinkhole there gave way, and the Department of Environmental Protection were digging him out and towing him out. Hopefully it was no expense to him, as it was the fault of the city. Speaking of faults, the New York City State, the New York State Attorney General says that FedEx Corp. has cost the state more than $10 million by unlawfully shipping contraband cigarettes to consumers. According to the Attorney General, Eric T. Schneiderman, the allegation was made today. The announcement came as the state has joined a federal lawsuit and uh, New York City's. New York City's officials have brought it against the high-speed mail carrier in December, and um, that case is going to really make a difference in whether or not people can get contraband cigarettes, a problem that uh, they've been tracking for a while.
While much of America was upset about the botched rollout of uh, President Barack Obama's health care overhaul, most Dems in Congress were still willing to give the law a chance to work. Without the law, many of their constituents wouldn't have health insurance at all, Lowell Lainu. No new law has been more polarizing during the president's reign now. And uh, it passed in 2010 without a single Republican vote. But today is the deadline, and they're having still still having lots of problems with it. Hopefully it'll get worked out. Now, speaking of problems, the, the police commissioner, William Bratton, in New York City is blaming his predecessor for the low morale within New York City's police department. And uh, he said that he just didn't think that um, they ran the department the way it should have been to keep the morale up. Of course, the former police commissioner, Ray Kelly, has something to say about that and says uh, had nothing to do with the way he ran the police department. I think a lot of people would, would, would agree with him. The U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, known as the NHTSA, that issued a ruling, actually a final ruling, requiring rear visibility technology. You know that thing, that rearview mirror that lets you know the mirror on your car and it lets you know uh, what's in back of you, although in some vehicles it doesn't give you an accurate distance portrayal. But they're saying that uh, in all new vehicles under 10,000 pounds, they want this device on all cars, and uh, they're going to sign it into law. You know, the Chinese people may hold some uh, anti-Semitic beliefs, but they love the way that you didn't do business. And they say that it's only a positive influence and uh, more books revealing uh, business secrets and books written by Unzer Heber, by Jewish people around the globe, Jewish techniques in terms of finance are very well respected and uh, popular in China. And uh, many Chinese business accounts claim that they get their business um, ethics which can only be good from the books that they're reading and say that it's elevated them to a higher standard. You know what they call a Chinese restaurant in China? That's right, a restaurant. Hey, here's other news looking uh, looking up at us right now. Germany's Lufthansa airline says it's canceling over 3,800 flights because of a three-day strike by the pilots' union and it affected about 425,000 passengers. This is Deutschland's biggest airliner, airline, and it said that uh, the cancellations include domestic and intercontinental connections and are being done in preparation for what is expected to be one of the biggest strikes in Lufthansa's history. Other news that we're following for you? Well, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry headed back to the Middle East today for talks with Israeli and Palestinian leaders as peace talks have reached a critical make-it-or-break-it point, and the State Department said that Kerry was flying from Paris to Tel Aviv for meetings that may be held in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh, and Mahavdalov Avdolos in the Ramallah. Kerry spoke Monday with leaders from both sides. He says they are determined to bring it to resolution. We wish you the best of luck. All right, that's all the news for, uh, I don't mean to be cynical about it, but I mean, hey, come on, let the Palestinians do something for peace. Meanwhile, that's all the news that's fit to hear for the time being. Paracycle News and Commentary, we'll have more for you as the day goes by. Don't forget to shop at Mountain Fruit. Their new Pesach store is open between East 14th and East 15th on Avenue M. Tell them you heard it here on the station that listens to you, Parrots B, Parrots Cycle News and Commentary. And uh, they'll be happy to know that uh, you are, you're a listener. And uh, we hope to be giving gift certificates, gift certificates, please, that we'll let you know more about that. But for all your Pesach needs, whether it's a delicious Anshmore matzah or all the other canned jarred foods or fresh food, 
that uh, you'll be looking for to make your Pesach Seder and your entire Yontif so much more enjoyable. You'll be so glad you stayed at home and shopped at Mountain Fruit, the height of quality, service, and selection. This is Parrots P. Eichler reporting for Parrots Eichler News and Commentary. J. Root Radio. Tune in.